Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Beat of Sports, Mark Daniels on this Wednesday morning. Years ago, spring football games weren't that big of a deal. Then we made them into these massive events, open stadiums, and we started comparing crowd size. Then the power of television and conference networks came along, and they said, you're going to play your spring game on this day, and it won't be Saturday. And it was like, wait, what? Now it's like, yeah, this is when you're going to play. And here we go. Uh, The Gators Thursday, UCF goes Friday night. Uh, and FSU goes uh, Saturday. Steve Russell's a good friend from WRUF in Gainesville. He's covered the Gators when the spring game used to not be a big deal. Welcome. Good morning. How are you? <laughs> That's a, where, where have those days gone, my friend? Yeah. You're right. It's become a great big deal all of a sudden. Uh, it has, and it's incredible what we've turned these into. Let me go back a little bit. As year one is ending for Billy Napier, what was different than what you thought it would be, whether it's the performance on the field and the perception among Gator fans? I think what was different was the way they played at the end of the year. He, something just happened. At the beginning of the year, they, they played hard, Mark, but you know, they just didn't have – I don't know if he lost the locker room or some of the Mullen holdovers just decided, you know, I'm checking out. That surprised me a little bit, that you know their effort at the end – you know, wasn't particularly good. Uh, so an off season then has the off the field weird stuff of NIL and everything, and yet Billy Napier's trying to still build a roster. What's the last few months been like for Billy Napier and where the program's at now? Well, like all coaches, Mark, it's, it, it's been crazy. I mean, he, the knock on Billy Napier, if there is one, is that he's not done a great job in the portal. He's done a very good job recruiting. Florida is a lot better in terms of the high school recruiting. They're not getting uh, five-star kids yet, but they're getting good, solid four-star kids. It's just in the portal where they haven't really made a big splash. Now, if Graham Mertz works out at quarterback, if a couple of the offensive linemen they got you know, work out, then, then those portal acquisitions will be good, but they've not had that eye-popping guy coming to the program via the portal. Let's stay with uh, Graham Mertz. Um, Maybe he wasn't Florida's first choice in the portal, but they get somebody that has a few years as a starter. It may not be flashy headlines, but what does he bring, and what could the Florida offense benefit from? Well, it's strength is the running back. There's no question that's that's the best part of this team. You've got two guys coming back, and Etienne and Johnson, who are a dynamic one-two punch, and I don't think that's going to change. You know, Merch does bring the experience, but if you look at his numbers at Wisconsin, Mark, they were a little up and down. Through a lot of interceptions, but he does have experience. But I've been told not to count Jack Miller out of this. You know, he's been with the program. He started at Ohio State, so you know, he started out at a good place. And when he was thrown to the Wolves in the bowl game, 
you know, he just recovered from injury. They, that that wasn't indicative of what I think the coaching staff feels he can do. If I had to guess, opening day against Utah, Mertz would be the starter. But I, I don't think that competition's done yet. Is uh, Bianchi and I were talking about this briefly today, and he was asking me about UCF's philosophy change offensively with the new coordinator. And, and I brought up Florida, and I agree they got a couple of dynamic backs. But as Florida lacked the wide receivers, and this may be unfair to go back and compare the guys that Danny Werfel was throwing to and on Urban's teams, but do they lack that sense of big play on the outside where it's just, hey, the Gators have speed on the outside and they're going to outrun you? Yes, they do. I mean, certainly Ricky Pearsall, I think, is a really good receiver, and Florida was fortunate to get him to come back. He, he probably could have gone in the NFL draft, so getting him back helps. Kid I really like, who showed flashes at the end last year, was Caleb Douglas. He's probably going to be a starter. Xavier Henderson's been here for like 23 years. He's going to play again. But you're right. They they don't have that dynamic guy. Now, they've got a freshman uh, that they think you know may get some playing time, could, could get that sort of feel back at the receiver position. But I think that group, Mark, is a little above average, but nothing spectacular at this point. How about Florida's defense this year? Well, that's to me, that's going to be the proving point. A new coordinator, obviously, is here. Young, who has a reputation of going after quarterbacks. But when he was at Southern Miss, if you look at his numbers, they got to the quarterback. But when they didn't, they were burned. It was it was not good. So it's feast or famine in that regard. But defensively, I still don't think this is going to be a really good football team yet because they just don't have – the depth defensively or the front-line guys to be superior. I think they'll be better. But look, the last two years, Mark, they were terrible. I mean, borderline awful. So anything that's an improvement is going to be a little better. But I think this group's still a work in progress. Does a Florida fan, passionate, maybe perhaps still not understand what Billy Napier inherited? That that, that it wasn't a one-year fix. It may not be a two-year fix. It may be longer with a very impatient college football world. The worst thing that could have happened was beating Utah in game one. That 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 set the expectation crazy. If you you know, heard Gator fans in the summertime, yeah, you know, the cover's kind of bare. We we saw what Mullen left, you know, he needs time. Well then they beat Utah, all of a sudden they're gonna win the national championship, and then when it didn't work out, you know, questions about, you know, what he does offensively, his game management, which I do think is a question. I think there were some things he did in game management that were head scratchers a little bit. But this is gonna be the year I think in transition again. Year three Mark, is going to be the measuring stick, I think, for him, and as far as what Gator fans think of the job he'll do. Is it, and again, it's more of a perception thing, um, the SEC, it's not just Alabama and even Georgia. There's another tier that now Florida, I think, is fighting to perhaps climb back into uh, Tennessee and Josh Heupel, the job that he has done there. People think that Shane Beamer has fast-tracked something at South Carolina. Forget the arrival of Oklahoma and Texas in the following year. It's a tougher mountain to climb now, isn't it? It's not just Georgia. I've been saying that for years. Yeah. And and you're, I think you're spot on. It used to be, I mean, think about it, Mark, when, when Florida played Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, South Carolina, Missouri, you, you pretty much penciled those games, and even Tennessee, sure. up to the last couple of years. Well, all of a sudden, a lot of those schools are better. 
there's no guarantee you're going to beat them. Now, you're catching Oklahoma at a time that's kind of similar to Florida. You know, they weren't very good last year either. So what's going to happen when they come in the league? We don't know what the pods are going to be like yet, you know, who the permanent opponents are going to be like. So, yes, I think it's it's not if you go down. Every program goes down. It's how long you're down and how long you stay down. And the climb for Florida to get back to the top is a pretty steep one. Give me – Two reasons that a Florida fan should be optimistic about what lies ahead. I think the recruiting is better, and I think in year two, this coaching staff now, even though it has some changes, will know what it's doing more, know more about the SEC, what it takes to win here, and I think there is better talent overall. I think Florida's first units last year were pretty good but after that mark they weren't they they just didn't have any depth that was quality that could really play so i think with the recruiting being better with the coaching being a little better and the talent being a little better i think there's hope um i've said this i don't know what happens two weeks uh from tomorrow night anthony richardson won the off season um there's no question about it. From the Underwear Olympics at the Combine, uh, the workout at Florida, he has put himself in position to be a top-ten pick, if not even higher. If I'd have told you that after a 9-for-27 effort against Florida State, in a game they still could have won, um, what would you have said back on that November night? Uh, he'd still be a first-round pick. Yeah. Because that's what the NFL does. You know that. Yeah. They, they They look at potential. They look at a guy like him. And he is an athletic freak. You should have seen him at Pro Day here. I mean, he's just whistling balls down the field effortlessly. But it's got to be the right system. Whoever drafts that kid, and he's a wonderful kid, by the way, Mark. He is really a good kid. Has got to mold an offense around what he can do. He is far from a polished product. He's far from a polished passer. But what he can do uh, from a potential standpoint is is limitless. But he's got to get with the right team and got to get with the right coordinator to hone his skill. Um, let me end with this. Uh, it, it, it's funny. The biggest headline out of Florida yesterday was the collective's got a new name and it's all under one roof and all sorts of things. Um, I don't know how how far you get into covering that and and following that, but what do you make of of this evolving industry? And now, well, this is how you got to do it. You got to you know line up this way. <laughs> if Florida didn't do something like that, Mark, they'd have been really behind the eight ball because we all saw what happened with the Rashada thing. They just didn't get out in front of this, and this historically has been something Florida has done. Think about the Jeremy Foley era here as the athletic director. Jeremy did great things, but he was also very slow in getting to the facilities and getting improvements. Florida just spent $85 million on a brand-new football facility only to catch up with what everybody else had. And Georgia, for example, has already added on to what they had before. So that's been Florida's sort of MO, and it was the same thing with this collective thing where it where the idea was good, but there were too many moving parts. You, you know how it is here. Mm-hmm. There's an athletic association here. There's Gator Boosters here. There's a collective here. Well, they're all kind of got their fingers in the pot. It seems like now with this new organization, uh, it's going to come under one roof, and that's exactly with this Florida victorious what Florida needs. Good catching up, man. Thank you so much. We'll talk again. I appreciate it. 
appreciate you, my friend. Thank you. Steve Russell, WRUF in Gainesville. Good guy and a little insight to football on the field and football law. And, and, you know, Mike was asking me about the collective stuff earlier, and there's nothing wrong in what Florida did, not just because of what happened with Jaden Rashada, but industries evolve. And the state laws changed from last year to six months ago or changed uh, uh, again. And every school is going to take advantage of whatever the law allows them to. And state lawmakers figured out that it's best that we help our best football programs have a chance to win at the highest level. Uh, and then even on the field, I, I, I've said before, I don't know if Billy Napier is going to be a great coach at Florida. I don't. But I still believe that Florida has advantages in the conference they're in over others. It's a crowded conference now with 16 teams to be. But there's no reason why Florida cannot get back to the elite level that it once was. It's not easy, and they've got catch-up to do, but there's a lot of resources, and I don't mean just money available and facilities, but talent in the state, and it's still it's a destination place for a lot of great players. But you can't just wave a wand and get back to being in the top five, and uh, that's what is the challenge for Billy uh, Napier and the Gators. Again, their spring game is uh, tomorrow night. Uh, a minute to talk to you about our good friends at Insperity, and I'm proud when I talk about them because they do great work. Uh, Brett Steele is the Orlando District Manager for Insperity and is kind to join us in Chelabit. Brett, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Mark. Good to be back. How are you doing? Good. Let's talk a little bit um, about uh, today's businesses and what they need to know. HR and recruitment in today's market its uh, can be challenging. Um, what is that market like, and how does Insperity come in and help out? Sure. Um, you know, HR has certainly evolved uh, significantly since the pandemic. Um, you know, today's market's really tight um, and dynamic, and with that, it presents some complexities uh, certainly some trends that, that are going on out there um, that present new challenges and opportunities for businesses, HR leaders. Uh, they're faced with managing remote teams and uh, fostering culture of belonging, um, growing use of technologies and other, uh, especially with recruitment uh, and the way that they have to focus on employee well-being facing burnout. Um, so certainly a lot of challenges that have come. Um, you know, Insperity certainly comes in and helps. Um, from a, a PEO standpoint or a professional employer organization to help manage those challenges um, so we can certainly assist our clients uh, in, in the business world to, to, to take those on and, and come out the other side and handle them with the level of care that's needed. How difficult is it to keep talent these days? It's tough. It certainly is a challenge. Um, you know, HR leaders and businesses are, are faced with that challenge, in the, especially in the tight labor market. Uh, when employees have a choice, um, you know, they're, they need to develop a culture of that belonging, uh, promoting collaboration across teams, uh, scheduling social events, and just ultimately showing their care uh, to their teams. Uh, so it certainly is a challenge. Um, they should evaluate life-work balance uh, within that organization to see if they, the employees are overly stressed. You know, they, they really want to create a culture where uh, the employees excited to come. Uh, they feel a part of that organization, um, and that's a challenge for leaders. and And they they need to model that behavior that they want and expect from them from their employees. Brad, we talk to a lot of small business owners, and uh, you know, as I talk about it comes in spirity, a lot of the daily stuff can kind of be overwhelming, and it takes your focus off some things. So, for those small business owners, give them a brief overview of how Insperity can kind of help their life get a little bit less cluttered. Yeah, absolutely. It's 
you know, business owners are faced with the challenge of, of, of running two businesses. They, they have the revenue generation side of their business, the things that they focus on to make money. Um, but they also have the business of being an employer. Um, and that's, that presents challenges and, and takes their time away. And, and Sparity is, specializes in partnering with those businesses on the HR consulting, recruiting, insurance, retirement, 401k, um, payroll, just a, a complete human, ca- um, human capital management suite of services that takes the things off of their plate that, that inhibit them to go make more money um, and brings best practices. Uh, let the experts do what the experts do, and, and we're the HR experts, and, and we can bring that knowledge to them so they don't have to go recreate the wheel. Uh, they can move on and, and generate revenue through uh, focusing on their business. Uh, Brett Steele, the Orlando District Manager for the good folks at Insperity. Please reach out to them and uh, check out the many great things they can do for you. Good catching up, Brett. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks, Mark. You too. Uh, busy 11 o'clock hour. The author, Jeff Benedict, of uh, the new book, LeBron. Uh, he did a masterful job writing the book uh, about Tiger Woods years ago. He's done it again with LeBron. We'll talk to him uh, later in the 11 o'clock hour, plus movie Wednesday. But the hour kicks off with Scott and the news next. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.